Welcome into another edition of the Raptors Pod Table Podcast. Gilbert Gregor here with Kyle Irving. It is Sunday, May 9th. So shout out to all the moms out there that if you're tuning in. And shout out to our moms too. Happy Mother's Day. Uh, we are reacting to Saturday night's Raptors 109-99 loss to the Memphis Grizzlies. If you didn't catch the takeaways over at NBA.com, Scott Rafferty's got you covered with those. It was a game in which it's one of those where I kind of feel like this this season just needs to, to be over at this point, right? Like just the bad luck continues to to roll. Uh, Kyle Lowry was out to rest. Um, Fred Van Vliet was out for injury management. OG Ananobi out once again. But during the game, uh, Pascal Siakam strain right shoulder. Rodney Hood bad luck breaks the second fractures second metacarpal, and we we did a little bit of a WebMD research uh, on that one to figure out that's uh, where that is on your hand. So we kind of have a better idea on his shooting hand as well. So uh, you would think that he's going to be done for the year as well. Raptors fall at 27 and 41 on the year. Uh, Grizzlies move up to 34 and 33, a big for them and their their hopes to, to be in the play-in tournament. But at this point, it's kind of like, let's develop these guys, let's get this, this season over with and, and get these guys uh, ready for the offseason in one piece, right? Yeah, absolutely. I felt like watching that Wizards game, like it really did seem like a one and done, like winner go home yeah. playoff game. And once, I mean, they came up short in that game. It really did feel like, okay, we're going to start seeing a lot more names pop up on the injury report. Like you said, we're going to see a lot more guys uh, like Jalen Harris, who had a career high 16 last night. Uh, just watch him start to get a little bit more playing time and develop a little bit more. And, and we're going to start seeing Kyle and Fred and OG and now I mean Pascal who left the game as well with a shoulder strain like you said uh, I can't imagine that he's going to be suiting up probably more than two times the rest of the season in the last four games so it's uh I mean we finally got here it's been a long up and down season yeah. it's been a roller coaster ride for all Raptors fans uh, it just seems like this season it, it never had the juice it never had the legs like they even mm. when they had their spurts of hey this team's looking pretty good and yeah I mean I, you could go as far as saying like this might be uh, the best bad team that like the NBA has ever seen. Um, it just seems like that once the season's actually over, the players are probably going to be looking forward to it. Uh, hopefully be able to return home to Toronto and hopefully stay there for next season, depending on uh, what the pandemic allows us to uh, do. But I mean, all in all, you know, they, they fought hard again, just came up short and the Grizzlies are like you said, a team that's still fighting for something, still playing for something. And even though the Raptors aren't mathematically eliminated yet, just the fact that they don't even control their own destiny anymore. The Pacers only need one more win in order to knock the Raptors out of the playoff picture. And I feel like once you don't control your destiny anymore, destiny anymore, and it's really just kind of in the fate of somebody else's hands, it's just a matter of time until you're knocked out. And that's kind of the point of the season that they're at with four games left. A lot, a lot has to go wrong for the Pacers for them to just not get a win. And also, the Raptors just need to lose one game. And if they lose one game, then it's over as well. And with these two teams playing each other the last game of the season, it's going to happen one way uh, or another. But I doubt it gets that far. And I like the way you mentioned that, too. Just, you know, it's it's out of your own hands. And, and it's kind of like, you know, it's not it's not going to be the, the season review because that is coming for you whenever the season does end. But that, that's kind of what yesterday was was kind of a summation and this past week was too you know the 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 last chance saloon or what, what you whatever you want to call it it was a, a thrilling game the team fought the guys who did suit up fought and you saw a lot of good things from this team but you know again like every game this season has been a road game for this team these guys are getting booed at the free throw line in in close games and quote-unquote home games it's been a tough year and they're still hanging around they've, they've dealt with a lot and again like every time they figured some things out, got some momentum, something kind of came and, and swept their legs from under their feet. But I do like pointing out Jalen Harris, uh, some positives on, on otherwise 
uh, ho-hum night that kind of was just a, you know, uh, a formality kind of felt like, you know, we're at that point of the year. Usually you see these games kind of in the middle of the year, but now that you kind of realize the writing's on the wall, but to see him come in, play just under 30 minutes, at 16 points, as you mentioned, was five for 12 from the field, also pulled down six boards and, and dished out four assists. That's got to be exciting. Uh, you know, you talk about him not really necessarily having the opportunity to get some of those reps you know, in that weird transitional phase when a lot of guys started popping up on the injury report to rest and things of that nature because he had the hip injury of his own. Now for him to have the opportunity and step up and show what he's capable of doing, especially in a weird year where he did be able to have the opportunity to go and play with Raptors 905 in the bubble, but now uh, him having this this very valuable development time at this point in the season in NBA games, I think that's going to to do wonders for him moving forward. If there is a summer league alternative or whatever coming into next season, uh, looking at him, I think that's the next person where we can look in and start to break his game down and see what he can bring to this, this, this future of this franchise as a second unit guard. Yeah. He's one thing that surprised me about him first off, just when he first like really started gaining some extra minutes is he seems bigger than he's listed at. Like mm-hmm. he doesn't seem like, uh, for some reason I was picturing like a Malachi Flynn or, or Fred Van Vliet size guard uh, coming off the bench and, and trying to, you know, orchestrate an offense. And here we are where he's like, you know, traditionally a wing, like the mm-hmm. way that he plays and, and the way that he attacks the rim and shoots from the perimeter and, and everything like that. He's just bigger than I thought he was. He's uh, he's been impressive in these last couple games. He had some big shots in that Clippers game, which is, I mean, to see a guy go from, you know, being a two-way player all season, rarely playing, uh, finally getting an opportunity at the very end of the year, playing in at that point, what was still a very meaningful game mm-hmm. and just having the guts to go out there and take big shots like that. Like that's, you can't overlook that. It's impressive yeah. in its own. And it just seems like, you know, he's really taking these last couple of chances that he has this season very seriously to try and grow and develop his game and get comfortable on an NBA court. So that way, you know, when he gets back out on the floor next season, it's not this, you know, shell shock of, all right, holy crap, like, here we go. I'm playing in like, you know, real NBA games that have meaning. It's like, no, he's, he's trying to make the most of that moment right now. So that way, when he transitions into that next season, he doesn't really feel that way. And like you said, I mean, that's someone that I could picture him. It, it, we don't know if they're having summer league yet. We don't know exactly how the NBA is handling that, but he seems like somebody that could put up, put up some pretty big numbers yeah. for the Raptors in summer yeah. league and all of a sudden be a player that going into the next season, especially if he keeps playing the way that he has been at the end of this year, seems like he could be someone going into the next season that we're like, you know, after a strong summer league, we're like, all right, where does this guy fit in the rotation? How does he, you know, crack the lineup? Or maybe he's just a microwave scorer off the yeah. bench when the second unit doesn't have it going, depending on what the roster looks like. But all in all, I mean, he's got more game than I, I ever assumed. I, I didn't see him much when he was uh, at Nevada, and I, I just feel like he's, you know, he's got more to his game than I really ever thought he did. Yeah, I think the good thing with a guy like that having size like that, especially in this Raptors system and the franchise, we know how the, the Raptors operate because of his size is going to allow him to develop into a defender as well, because that's how you're going to get on the court with this team, right? Like they can find anybody who can fill it up, especially in this draft. They probably could very well be looking for a guard, depending on how the lottery plays out and things of that nature. But if he can be a guy who can come out and then come off the bench, because we saw it with Matt Thomas, obviously he's not going to be a shooter like Matt Thomas, but Matt Thomas can shoot with the best of them but not much of a defender so because of that negative on the inside on on that other side of the floor he wasn't able to be played that much in, in certain situations but if he can you know develop into that type of guy and we can see him do that especially in the summer league and if he has an opportunity to even you know have another stint with 905 next year if summer league isn't as big of a thing this year because of the the time crunch things of that nature i think that's big for him and, and again like you know him being on a two-way contract right now but then also the other guys like you the Wantanabe who was back in the lineup had 11 points four boards 
Freddie Gillespie pulled down eight boards, had six points as well. These are the guys who are, are still, again, every game, every practice is pretty much an audition for these guys because of uh, the lack of formal guarantees moving forward. But it feels like with a performance like that and the flashes that he's shown, he's going to be a, a part of this team's future. And again, you know who the core is. You know it's Pascal. You know it's Freddie Van Vliet. And you know it's, uh, you know, it's OG Ananobi and, and now Gary Trent Jr. figuring out that role for him, it was a rough night in the office for him yesterday, five for 20 from the field, had 18 points. But knowing those guys are going to be kind of your core for moving forward, obviously with Kyle Lowry, Dr. Kyle Lowry, potentially moving on or just getting older. Now it's time for those kind of, you know, accessory pieces who are going to be the supporting guys, who are going to be the role players, who are going to, you know, be the guy who can pull down the key offensive board or coming off the bench and get hot or, or, or guard the second unit's best guy. So to have this opportunity is definitely really good. And, and I think that's the way you look at the quality of opponents moving forward, not in a sense of, you know, how this pertains to the playing picture, because that's pretty much done for, but how these guys can develop. And, and again, we, what's coming up next is another meeting with the LA Clippers second time in one week. That is on Tuesday back in Tampa, three game uh, homestand ends for the Raptors, the Clippers on Sunday, actually in action against the New York Knicks. Uh, so they'll be on the road. It starts a road trip for them to close the season. So talk about that. Talk about Kawhi. Talk about maybe surges back in the lineup. What we see going into the final week of the regular season for the Raptors, you're just looking towards development, right? Yeah, I think if you're a Raptors fan, this is like the time to really get in the weeds and and just kind of like junk it up and just turn these games on and just get excited to watch, uh, you know, kind of messy, scrappy basketball. Because like you said, I mean, it's going to be all about giving these guys opportunities to prove that they belong on this team long term around that core group that you mentioned. And, you know, it's sometimes it's really entertaining to watch those yeah. type of games and like especially, you know, I mean, obviously we're basketball junkies naturally, but like if you're, you know, a super fan of a certain team, like it's fun to watch your younger players develop and you're and just kind of like see and try and like form in your mind. Okay. Like maybe this is where he could fit into this team in the future. Maybe this is where Freddie Gillespie could work his way into more minutes next season or Jalen Harris could work his way into more minutes next season. And I feel like that's something to be excited about. I mean, yeah, there's only four games left. Yeah. It's unfortunate. They're probably not going to be uh, playing for much after I mean, possibly even tomorrow night's uh, game against between the Indiana Pacers and the Cleveland Cavaliers. You'd have to assume that Indiana probably puts the Raptors out of their misery with that one. Um, but I mean, if not, I, who knows with this team? Like, I'm not gonna. I'm not saying that the window or door is still gonna be left open for the Raptors to like make something happen. But at the same time, it's like you know, if the Pacers don't take care of business tomorrow night, these guys, the the younger guys that are playing in what you know we're viewing as meaningless games right now in their head they they might be thinking a little bit more optimistically like hey not only are we getting an opportunity to play here but at the same time like we're actually technically mathematically not eliminated yet so you know for a game as a fan acting realistic knowing that they probably don't have a chance of getting into the playoff playing tournament with four games left in the season these younger players might be looking at it completely oppositely like hey these are still meaningful games for not just our careers, but for the team as a whole. And let's see what we can make the most out of these. And I mean, Hey, we saw Jalen Harris go for his uh, career high. I think it was the game before two games before that. And then two games later, last night, he goes for a career high 16. Who's to say that all of a sudden he doesn't go out and drop 20 on the Clippers tomorrow. Uh, it's just, it's, you know, it's something to look forward to if you're a Raptors fan, just trying to grasp on to the last four games of what has been like, you know, a season that just, it'll go down in history. And I, I to our boss, Carlin, who uh, is, you know, Montreal native, I was talking to him the other day about how interesting this Raptors season was. And, and what sparked the conversation is the fact that the Toronto Blue Jays are going from mid season 
I mean, they're already 30 games into their season at this point. And they're going from Florida, moving back up to Buffalo to play where their triple A site normally is. And I was just talking to Carlin about that. Like, you know, Toronto media is going to be looking at this season, this 21, 2021 season for both these teams sometime down the line, they're going to be like, man, what a season that was like for yeah. both the Raptors and the Blue Jays starting in Florida. Blue Jays are finishing up in Buffalo. You know, the Raptors are going to fall short and miss the playoffs after what is probably one of the most bizarre seasons that, I mean, the NBA has seen in recent memory and it kind of goes hand in hand with their situation. So, you know, you only got four more games of, of the Tampa Raptors and uh, maybe that's a good riddance for uh, all the Raptors fans, but at the same time, you know, you got to soak up what you got left and, and see what these players, uh, what these players got in the docket for their careers moving forward. It'd be interesting to look and see how many times guys have set new career highs this season and then broken them again. Because we've like said this with Kim Birch like multiple times. Jalen Harris has done it. Um, Chris Boucher has done it. So there are positives from this year, and, and you can look and, and it's one of those years where ultimately it's the ultimate mulligan. Like take take like the good from it, and then the bad you just attribute to the weird stuff that this was for this team. And I think obviously it's going to be an anomaly, especially with the potential of adding a a, a big time pick uh, in this upcoming draft, which again. Kyle's got you covered and Eric Fawcett on here and over on NBA.com as the draft continues to near. That's in late July. The draft lottery is June 22nd. So pretty crazy. It'd be two years, pretty much just a little bit two years after winning the first title. The Raptors fans could be uh, hoping that they can win the number one pick for the first time since getting Andrea Bargnani. Uh, so maybe have some uh, some luck that way. So we've got you covered with that over here, over on NBA.com, here on the Raptors Podtable Podcast and over on YouTube Global Hoops official. Make sure to subscribe and rate us everywhere and continue to visit the site. We've got you with everything leading up to Kawhi coming down to Tampa to take on the Raptors for the second time this season. That's Tuesday, May 11th, 7.30 p.m. on Sportsnet. And the Raptors have four more games this season, man. It's just, it's flown by. Clippers, Bulls, Mavericks, Pacers. And it's uh, either the play-in or the offseason. It's looking like the offseason. We've got you covered all the way there and beyond. That's it for this edition of the Raptors Pod Table for Kyle Irving. I'm Gil McGregor. We will catch you on Wednesday after the Clippers game. See you then.